0: Afghanistan continues to burn, and the Biden administration doesn't learn. We have all that coming up and much more, and it starts right now. Hey there, welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Hillary Kennedy filling in for Sarah Gonzalez today. What a week it has been. I feel like uh, if you're anything like me, you've felt like a giant ball of emotions all week long from anger and sadness and frustration and disbelief. We have some more stories today that you absolutely need to know about, and I'm sometimes a bit of a softie, so luckily today I have two just total firebrands here to get us fired up to talk about these, starting with Mr. Eric July, a Blaze TV contributor and host of For Canon's Sake. Thank you for being here. Of course. And we have Matthew Marsden, producer, actor, model, all-around wonderful guy, (laughs) just met, and we're so glad that you're here.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Okay, so I I'm assuming both of you kind of feel like I do. It's been it's been a heavy week. There's a lot going on and it feels like it just keeps going and keeps going. So we we just learned today that according to a report from Daily Caller News Foundation, the Biden administration is continuing to tell American citizens trapped in Afghanistan if they want to be evacuated out of the country, they have to pay two thousand dollars or more. Even though initially they said, you know, we're going to get people out, it's not going to cost you anything, but there is an online form, uh, we have it if you're watching, that individuals are required to fill out if they want to secure a spot on a repatriation flight. They have to select, I understand and wish to continue with this request for the following two questions. One uh, repatriation flights are not free. All passengers will need to reimburse the U.S. government for the flight. A promissory (laughs) note for the full cost of the flight, which may exceed two thousand dollars per person, must be signed by each adult passenger before boarding. No cash or credit card payments will be accepted. What are your thoughts on this? This is awful.
2: Yeah, see, I know people rag on Trump. I was reading the other day kind of what his response was. And hilariously, as, as as blunt as he is, it was probably the best case scenario in terms of what he explained and what should have happened. And that is, if the idea was that you were going to leave this area that you had, albeit screwed up, for the last 20 years, You should have worried about, first and foremost, getting the people that were there that do not have obviously the military training, the equipment to be able to fend for themselves in the event that something goes wrong. You probably should get them up out there, do whatever you need to do to make sure that that, that happens and then you worry about obviously getting everybody else, whether it be the people that can fiend for themselves like the military. The idea was that the military folk should have been the last guys to get, to, to get out of there. And obviously that makes more sense. Yeah, I can, as a libertarian at the table, I can sit up here and gripe about our involvement in the Middle East and in Afghanistan as being basically a war that was sold on a fraud. But this is the part that's unique to to Biden, right? Yes, Biden sold a lot of the lies that had us in uh, this war for 20 years, um, especially with his involvement with the Obama, um, continuing on with the Obama administration. But this part is on him. The bust effort in getting out, that's on him. So while I agree we need to get the hiccup out of there, that's on on you. And obviously you didn't have a plan or more so what they thought. And, you know, there's reports, different reports coming out saying that he did have the proper intel in which he considered that. He said even a month ago, just a month ago in July, it's like, hey, these guys, they're going to be all right. Afghanistan government, three hundred thousand uh, soldiers been training. They're going to be fine. And then like within a week, all of that goes to crap. And, and a lot of people, unfortunately, are seeing what's happening with the Taliban, how they're responding. It sucks for them. So if nothing else, I know we can sit here and blame previous presidents, whether it be from the Bush on down. Every single person I will I will admit had an involvement in that turmoil that's going on out there right now. But when it comes to this withdrawal effort, that is on Biden's head and he screwed up royally.
1: Well, I mean, the thing that frustrates me, I mean, amongst many things is we're always kind of like put in a box of being the uncaring group of the the uncaring 50 percent of America. Right. But we see pork and pork for ridiculous things being put in all these different bills that are just it's just absurd. Right. And you sit there and you go, hang on, you, you've got like you've got one hundred million dollars for studying like a pangolin in like, <laughs> yeah. like whatever it might be. And now, when it's talking about getting human beings right out of the country, or they're going to get killed, we're like, well, you know what? You better stump up like two thousand. It's kind of like just before you're going in for an operation, like, well, hang on a minute, before you go in there, this is going to cost you forty-five thousand dollars for open heart surgery. Uh, can you say, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. Right. It is. It is completely heartless. Uh, but secondly, there is no way. That so, I, I work a lot with the people in the special operations community and, and whatever. There's no way that there wasn't a plan that they put forward. There's no way. We have the greatest military on the planet. There's no way that there wasn't a plan put forward. The question is, when was it stopped? Mm. When, when and why did someone turn around and say, enough, no, we're not doing that? And this is the problem when you don't uh, hire people based on how good they are at their job. Mm. That when you bring people in politically and say, well, this guy believes in my ideals, I'm going to hire him rather than, is he a good commander? Is he telling me what I need to know? In the, you know, you need to hire people that are going to tell you, going to be strong enough to tell you no, mm-hmm. when you want to do something that is politically based. And what has happened is what we've seen, I mean, we, we talk about this all the time elections have consequences, right? Mm-hmm. When people are incompetent and you either vote or you do something based upon political lines rather than evaluating the individual, right, for whether or not they're competent, this is what happens. People You don't always see it in such a visceral way with people dying, Right, I mean, we have an opioid crisis in America. Nobody talks about that, nobody co- talks about you know disaffected people, you know, du- people sh- getting shot in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But what we see right now is Afghanistan falling apart. They can't ignore it, and we see an incompetence.
0: Mm. Well, while we're talking about incompetence, that's a great segue here because President Biden and General Mark Milley they drastically overstated the size of the Afghan army in recent weeks, claiming that they had more than 300,000 soldiers at its disposal, when in fact, it had less than 200,000. So the Afghan army actually had about 182,000 or so soldiers as of April, far lower than the numbers that Biden and Milley claimed, but they were actually, Biden and Milley were actually combining the Afghan military and police forces to come up with that 300,000. Number. Milley got the numbers wrong in his testimony before Congress back in June. Um, he overstated by about 25,000. He did actually differentiate between the Afghan military and the police, but he still inflated the number by 25,000. That is incompetent leadership there, would you not say?
2: Oh, 100 percent. I mean, it's it's they were leading. It's like they were trying to speak something into existence. Which Mm -hmm. you see, unfortunately, when it comes to those guys on that side of the aisle, politically, they often do that, where it's like they see the world for what they want it to be, not for what it actually is. And fortunately, I mean, you can get away with it in some capacity, but unfortunately, that can get you in a lot of trouble and have you uh, now like you like you mentioned before, like this is unfortunately us seeing in like the worst possible uh, case scenario. But it happens in ver- in a lot of other different things when you're dealing with authoritarian uh, uh, leftists where they like, OK, these guys are going to be fine. Are they going to be? Are they actually going to be fine? Are you getting the intel that says they're going to be fine? Because uh, now we're seeing like this kind of power going on even between like the CIA and and uh, by the Biden administration. Like they're like, oh wait a minute, we gave you that information. What do you mean? So I don't know what exactly the truth is. Will the American people actually know what it is? Who who knows? What we do know is that they they were absolutely incompetent, and there it seems like at bare minimum, their emotions got in the way when it came to this withdrawal. And they thought that, I don't know if they actually thought that, but they wanted us to believe that they were going to be fine. The Afghan government was going to be fine. And I guess I lean towards that's bull crap because look how fast that that happened, man. That was like, that didn't take no, that took no time at all, man. And, And before you know it, Afghan president, he's getting the heck up out of there. He's out of there and Taliban is taking over Kabul. Like that doesn't happen so quickly unless your intel uh, community is either incompetent or the people at the top when it came to actually making those decisions. Yes. Didn't know what the heck they were doing.
0: Yeah. The presence of mind. Well, and, you know, on that, you're talking about worst case scenario. Well, the Taliban has seized 40 aircraft, thousands of armored vehicles and guns. This is terrifying. I mean, these are all things that were funded by the U.S. government, billions of dollars worth of military equipment. And the Pentagon, we have, we have a clip, the Pentagon doesn't even answer if the Taliban is our enemy. Take a listen.
2: Does the U.S.
1: military con- consider the Taliban an enemy?
0: Uh, We're our focus right now. uh, The the, the thing we're we're working against right now is is time and
2: space. And we want to get as many people out of Kabul as we can uh, in as little amount of time as we can. There are no hostile interactions right now between American forces and the Taliban. And we want to keep it that way.
1: Okay, and we hope it does stay that way. We appreciate you coming on.
0: John Kirby struggling to answer there. Uh, it says that officials in the federal government, they're increasingly concerned that the technology could be obtained or sold to U.S. enemies like Iran, China, Russia. Matthew, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Well, this is the problem when you you don't accept there's some kind of objective truth, right, where everyone has a like feelings matter. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't really want to say anything because I don't want to offend their feelings. Well, they are our enemy. They have been our enemy. Our guys have been fighting them for 20 years. They are our enemy. And they're actually, even if you to look on the this is what I don't understand, is there's no consistency, right? There's no consistency. We know the way the Taliban treats women. The left are the big advocates of, <laughs> of, of women, right? And women's mm. rights, right? They haven't said anything. Mm. And by the way, going back to the stuff about you saying about the, the numbers, and the fudging of the numbers and what you said, Eric, about either it's incompetence or it's the people at the top willfully ignoring it, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Where, are the, where are the heads rolling, right? Where are people get? Why haven't, hasn't someone turned around and said, we got bad intel, they're gone, I'm sacking them all, they're out, right? Mm-hmm. This is a life and death situation mm-hmm. for, for hundreds, of if not millions of people. And no one, again, it's this lack of accountability of people. They think that, you know, oh, if I don't really say anything bad about them or if I don't punish them, then maybe they will not punish us. And we're seeing it here. You think that the the Taliban care about what these guys think? They don't care about what we think. They don't even care what their own people think. Right. Right. This is the problem. And and like Brett there was like, Okay, right, because it's so dumb. Like, you sit there and you're like, I can't believe it. And, and again, this has what people really don't understand is the ripple effect this is having across the world, right, the destabilizing effect it's having all across the world. And we're going to see it, and it's not going to get better. And we need someone to stand up and really lead and say, listen, no, they are our enemies, but you know what? We'll let them – we'll see what they'll do now. We'll let them play – I mean – The greatest force, the greatest military the world has ever seen is asking for permission from the Taliban. What is going on?
0: Yes. Right. And, and we've given them so many of our, our weapons, our technology. And, you know, it just begs the question, how many more of our secrets and things are they going to be able to get out of these people now that they've gotten all of those weapons? The people are terrified.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, just on, a, just on a basic level, right, you ask our military, especially our special operations community, and they'll say, we on the night, right? That, that is one of the main things that they say, that when they were going to situations, they knew the bad guys didn't have MVGs. They didn't have mm-hmm. night vision goggles. They couldn't see us. They have, I think, what is it, 16,000 sets of night vision goggles, which, yes. by the way, they'll be going. Don't think they're just going to stay with the Afghans because they'll sell them. right? right? They'll, all that technology is going to be dispersed around to, to people that are more of a threat to us than they are.
0: Well, we have to go to a break. You brought up a great point, though, about the ripple effect all over the world that this is having. So when we come back, we're going to talk about Parliament holding Joe Biden in contempt over what's going on over in, in Afghanistan. So stay with us. Weren't already feeling angry about what's been going on in the world this week. Uh, This should help arouse some anger. I could not believe this. The evacuation flights from Afghanistan are reportedly leaving below full capacity. It's hard to imagine. In fact, we even have a clip. uh, Clarissa Ward, who has been reporting on what's been going on over there just recently. She's done a great job, by the way. She just reported that there has not been a U.S. plane at the Kabul airport all day. I haven't seen anyone taking the people out there. Let's take a listen to what she had to say. We've been at the airport now for 12 hours and on the airfield for eight hours. And during the last eight hours, the time that we've been waiting here, we have not seen a single U.S. flight
2: evacuate people. We saw so one U.S. flight take off about half an hour to an hour ago, but it was filled with U.S. servicemen and women. The people who have been sitting on the tarmac for the last 10 hours have not been able to get on a flight, which means, Kate, because we did the whole whole sort of process today, that all the other bottlenecks are now even more choked. Because if the flights aren't moving and the people aren't moving,
0: then they can't bring in more people. It's unbelievable. And the flights that departed yesterday, they said, were maybe at about 60 percent capacity i find this to be so again another great example of incompetence it is so shocking
2: efficiency by the government i mean <laughs> they are as inefficient as it gets and it just goes to show how their lack of priority out there you see there, we all have this and yeah i'm going to full libertarian rant i'm sorry we all have this idea that the government Has um, it doesn't matter whether it be military, politicians, uh, social workers, that they, of course, are representing the people that is in this geographical area and they have what's in their their at least best interest. Mm -hmm. And that's not how it is. Like the people who are, let's say, seeing the benefit of whatever is coming from the government. Maybe it's a backdoor deal. Or maybe you're just a means to an end. And this was the point that I was making earlier on the show because I was seeing you know, people that are like former military folk and they're just, they're really frustrated at this and how, in terms of how this is botched. And it's like, you mean to tell me that we have all of these people that are over there that are really just stuck, that, that, that are just stuck. And, and we're not e- doing everything that we can in our capacity with all these trillions of dollars that we've not spent putting into this effort to ensure their their safety? No, they're not. And it goes to show that you, once you stop being a priority, now for whatever reason, I don't wanna go too conspiracy theories, because this has to be on YouTube, of course, in uh, terms of the US involvement in the Middle East, but whatever it was, they decided on that day, that's not what we want to be involved in. So we're going to move on to something else. We'll get to you when we get to you. You are a, you're just a means uh, to, to an end. And once you, once they've decided that you are disposable, well, again, maybe just for the sake of saving face, we'll get there maybe. But are they going to hustle to the degree that they have been doing uh, everything else? Of course not, because we know when the government wants to just get something. Look at the last year in this country. Mm-hmm. When they want to get something done they'll get it they'll get it done How much acts of aggression they have to do to make sure it gets done on their own people they'll make sure they get it done and then you have a bot situation like this with them being involved in a uh, in another country and they're sitting here like as inefficient as they possibly uh can be while also just leaving a bunch of people stranded look this is this is the government at work you're seeing all those people that are out there you're disposable to the government
1: Matthew, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's a good point. I mean, for those of us that advocate for a small, you know, smaller government, this is a classic example why we want it. I mean, you say that the the military is actually the best example of the most functional part of a government. And look at it, Uh, you know, know, we're not having a, um, we're not hiring and promoting people based upon their competency, right? we don't always see it, right? Within the ether of government and what they're doing. This has been very, very visible. But for some of us, it's not a surprise at all, yeah. right? It's just that what you normally have, and, and I tweeted this the other day, like you normally have the, the guys on the ground, like the, the SEAL teams, Delta and all that. They're so amazing at what they do. They actually kind of fill in the cracks of all the other incompetencies. So you got people like you know, Rob O'Neill saying, hey, listen, give me a plane. Give me weapons and my boys will go in and sort it out. And they will, by the way, and they would because, you know, they're very competent individuals at the top of their tree and that would be great. They don't trust, for the most part, the people above them that are making the decisions Mm -hmm. and, and neither would I. And so that's what we're seeing right now is, as you're saying, they want this to go away. Right? No. And they do this all the time that's with true. other things. And because they have a complicit media, mm. the media just goes, oh, okay. <laughs> like, We're not gonna cover the 16 people shot in Chicago this weekend, because, <laughs> right? But here they can't, because it doesn't, uh, number one, it doesn't only involve America. It involves England, Germany, all these other, but it's on the world stage, so they can't hide. There's other aspects of the media that's covering it. So they have to. And as you said before, they're kind of like, the media has kind of gone, Oh yeah. Oh, do I really have to cover this? You can because see the you know, and oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's getting harder for them to ignore when Parliament comes out and says, "Joe Biden, what the heck, man? It's completely insane." Members of Parliament, including some who served alongside U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan, they accused him of throwing us and everybody else into the fire with his decision to withdraw. They also attacked him for his shameful criticism of the Afghan National Army and said it was dishonorable to blame them for not doing more fighting when the Taliban took over. Um, A British Army veteran said those who have never fought for the colors they fly should be careful about criticizing those who have. And Biden is one of the few U.S. presidents who has not served in the military. Um, And we have a clip of Parliament holding Biden responsible.
1: It's a huge privilege, a huge privilege to be recognised by such an extraordinary unit in combat. To see their commander-in-chief call into question the courage of men I fought with, to claim that they ran, it's shameful. Those who have never fought for the colours they fly should be careful about
0: criticising those who have. Do you believe that the world has lost respect for america
2: i mean they're going to still be dependent on them and they're going to still look to america and the taxpayer. some of that stuff is fluff because they're still going to look to the american taxpayer and the american government effectively to build them out in the event that they're screwed up in any situation all of these definitely european countries and defense packs that we should be involved in and in which these guys spend basically nothing on their military because they depend on the american military to protect them so things can be true though that doesn't make them incorrect you know what i mean like that doesn't necessarily make make it what he's saying uh incorrect so i would i would kind of shy away from whether or not they're looking to this and they're saying okay well screw the american government i think it's more of pontificating there but yes it does look bad on like you will do think, like on the world stage. It looks it looks terrible because it was uh, effort that was facilitated for the most part by you. I get it. Afghanistan has had issues. I mean, going back, you know, Soviet days like it, it's it's Afghanistan. I'm not oblivious to that. However, this specific situation at minimum, which is what everybody's discussing, the withdrawal was a botched effort by you and people feel as if it could be avoided, especially former uh, uh, military folks. So maybe this is, though. I love that, that you've been kind of focusing for this show. It's more so been like that's the, it being on the biggest stage, but it's really kind of a, a reflection of what's going on in the rest of the country with uh, so many different things. And that's people being put in positions that they have no business being in. Sometimes it's political. Sometimes it's social. We see what's going on. I mean, it's funny when you see something like this go down and we spent this last year of like the army and all this being uh, just bull crap and all their ads and everything that focus on, oh, look at us, we're hiring this type of person because they they check a box. Is, does that mean that that's the best person for a job? And I get it. That looks good for headlines and, and, and retweets and people that cosplay weirdos on like Instagram. All of that looks, it looks good for them. But when it comes to reality, definitely when you're dealing with people that don't even share and adopt the same culture, they don't give a crap about that. Mm-hmm. And to us, it looks like you just got your tail kicked by a bunch of people in sandals and uh, rags, and now they have control of all your weapons.
0: Well, and we have to go to break here in a second, but I, I'm sure you probably have a lot of friends and family across the pond. Does America look weak? Has this been horribly yeah. embarrassing? Yes. What yeah. are their thoughts? It's,
1: it's, uh, and for me as well, who you know, I grew up adoring this country. I mean, I really, really loved it. I mean, and seeing what's going on right now, and I'm a citizen now, an American, and it's really difficult for me to see this because the country that I love so much and all the good that it's done, seeing them, it feels like a real betrayal, Mm -hmm. you know, across the board. And I think that when we look at the Afghans and and the British forces that are... these guys are brothers. Like This, this is closer. Like it's, they have a closer brotherhood. Even my friends that I'm really close with, they'll talk about the brotherhood with the, Af- the Afghans that they went into war with, and you know my British friends that are, have been in the, in the military and they work with American troops. That's a brotherhood that we, can't, we cannot comprehend, and that's what that MP was talking about right there. It is so devastating to them and such a betrayal. I did a movie that said, Leave No Men Behind. Mm. We just left them all behind. Mm. And that is such a I mean, imagine what that is doing for the mental health of veterans here that lost people that seems like it's for
2: nothing, does it not for 20 years?
1: It's unbelievable because we I mean, at least you could pull out and say, hey, listen, we still have our honor intact. That's why people like Rob O'Neill are saying we want to go back and fight because it's our honor. It's not about the politics. It's about the guy next to you. And, and that for me, that, that, that was such a, a turning point for me in my life in understanding America mm-hmm. when I did Black Hawk Down and heard the guys say, leave no man behind. Like, they'll go in and lose 20, 30 people to get one body out. And now that this is happening, it's a betrayal of, of the rank and file from top to bottom.
0: We have to go to break. I want to ask you when we come back if you think we're headed for another Black Hawk Down moment. And I also want to talk a little bit more about how America has left the U.K. in the dark. So we'll talk about that. Come back. Join us. I just I don't understand. So when all of this chaos in Afghanistan went down over the past week, Joe Biden basically left our biggest ally in the dark. I mean, they had no idea what was going on. Boris Johnson had to wait 40 hours before Joe Biden got back to him. British lawmakers have been outraged. They couldn't believe it. They, they thought, you know, I think they thought what we've all been thinking is either Joe Biden is hiding Or he doesn't actually know what's going on. People aren't informing him. So the Biden administration, it didn't just cut the U.K. out of talks prior to the wholesale troop withdrawal. He also, again, just ghosted them completely by not returning any phone calls. Johnson had been attempting to get Biden on the phone to discuss Kabul from Monday morning. And they didn't talk until 2 p.m. on Tuesday. Matthew, what do you think about that?
1: Well, I mean, I I said in the break, like, I'll be trying to, like— tune Boris Johnson out for the past 12 months anyway, but, but I think that, you know, when you talk about, and again, from my experience with these guys in the military, they always talk about the quality of communication, right? It's really, really important. Um, You know, I was involved with something over the weekend uh, you know, a friend of mine has a, has a, um, a family member stuck over there. And, and I said to her, listen, like you, you have to talk to me. I need to know all these different details that you have. The quality of the communication is so important, been, there was a story I saw on Twitter, I'm not too sure how true it is, but they said that there was a, a, a British commander yelling at an Amer- American commander over there saying, why didn't you tell us? You, like, we got up one day and you guys were just gone, mm-hmm. right? And it is such a, again, it's such a betrayal. Like, what is going on? Number one, that they're saying, they're obviously saying, just get out, right? And don't tell anyone. Why? Like You're leaving your closest ally. And do you think that they're going to come and follow you into another battle? Right. If you're not going to tell them what's going on in the ground, it means it's not just a political exercise. It's it's lives. It's people's lives. And so I have no idea why they didn't contact him. Uh, We can speculate. But I mean... I just don't think they know what the hell is going on, to be honest. I mean, they're not behaving like it. There have been no flights in 8 to 12 hours. The the planes are half full. Yet we've seen people literally dropping off the side of planes to get out. I mean, it is just a complete shambles, right?
0: Well, and it it was so sad seeing that video this week where uh, there were women trying to toss their babies over barbed wire and handing them through crowds, trying to get them to British soldiers who were taking some of the children and rescuing them, which was incredible. But (laughs) they just don't know. And, And we don't know. Did Biden not call him back because he was embarrassed because there there was no concrete plan in place on how to deal with the fallout? I just don't know. I, what do you think, Eric? Do you think that this is just classic Biden and this is what we're going to see more of?
2: Uh, it's hard to say, because definitely when you're dealing with that, I mean, let, let's actually just taking a step back just for the American people to understand. Like this is the one instance I know the presidency. In terms of what they do has been completely, I mean, what what they do now and how much power that they have through executive order is just insane. But when it comes to the one job that they are supposed to do uh, being part of the executive branch, it is literally this. Mm -hmm. Like this is this is so this is all on him. I just want to put that into perspective just really quick. Like if there's one thing, whether it be with the virus stuff, you can keep that out. This is the one thing that the president is supposed to. Let's say that really it goes. The buck stops with him. So if there is a communication hiccup somewhere, it's hard to say who is on. But we know that there's some sort of conflict going on somewhere Mm -hmm. now, whether it be with Biden, other officials, those other officials, these alphabet uh, uh, sort of agencies and organizations within the government and some sort of conflict, whatever's going on uh, in the Middle East. And everybody has there. I mean, for the last 20 years, it's been that way for everybody has why they want to be there and why that war was kept uh, going on for as long as it had. A lot of folks had a lot to gain. But there's some sort of some. And I guess for the past 20 years, at least most people were on the same page as far as as corrupt as it was, as far as rather as as bad as it was. But they were at least on the same page as far as what was going on. There's something that happened recently. I don't know what it what it is, but something happened recently that derailed like. All of that in this yes. past year. I have no idea what that is, and it's hard for me to even speculate because it can basically come from any party that's involved. But something happened where these guys were just, they're, they're now like, what are you doing? That's not what we agreed to, and it's multiple parties that are saying that and suggesting that.
0: Well, all right, we're going to switch gears because who doesn't want to talk about Obama's birthday party, right? <laughs> so It seemed like everything was okay that people were partying maskless at his birthday party. But as it turns out, Martha's Vineyards Hospital is claiming that it is bursting at the seams with the highest amount of COVID cases just two weeks after his birthday bash. So the timing is kind of hard to ignore here. They're saying their emergency room is jam packed. It's again their largest number of COVID 19 patients since the start of the pandemic. Now again, they aren't saying definitively that this is linked to his birthday party, but again, hard to ignore that his party was two weeks ago, here it is two weeks later. And m- the majority of the people that you saw in the leaked photos and video from his birthday, nobody was wearing a mask. Yeah, Obama wasn't cared. wearing and, a mask. And
2: that, like, I didn't care, obviously, that they they weren't a- either. But just be upfront and be for real with it, whether it be the media figures or the ho- Hollywood actors, actresses, the stars or whatever that would involve. Just be honest.
0: Right. Why, why isn't it being reported? We're not hearing anything about this, yeah. really. Well, because it's the same
1: thing, again, is they want to cover up their hypocrisy. I mean, this is what it's all about. I'm the same. I was like, so what? He wants to have a birthday but Let him have a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Let him have his friends in. Just don't stop everyone else. Don't do this two-tiered society where it's one rule for thee and another for me, right? I mean, that's the point. I mean, we don't, you know, maybe they were all vaxxed. OK, we seeing now that the vaccination doesn't do any. This is one of the things I keep saying to people. It doesn't stop transmission, <laughs> right? The masks are useless, OK? <laughs> so I think for me, I'm, I'd rather look and say, well, look, it's proof that it doesn't, these precautions don't point. work. That's a good point. All right, so we've got to get on with our lives. I don't care. Like I say, let him do it. It's not, but I want to do that as well, yeah, right? exactly. And also, please not lecture us on... Uh, carbon emissions when you're flying your G5s in, guys. Okay, you know what I mean? My friends in Hollywood, yeah, you know who you are. Right? It's like, just stop with the hypocrisy. That's right. all we want, yep. right? That's true. Didn't,
0: I don't know if you guys read this, but didn't John Kerry fly in for Obama's birthday party Wouldn't on, like, surprising. a private plane? And yeah, he did, you know, yeah. The money and yeah,
2: saw the pictures. Caring
0: about, yeah, caring no, about yeah, the environment.
2: A, that's how they act, like they sit up here and lecture you. And we saw this, I mean, from I mean, how many officials got caught Doing like the complete opposite of what the, I mean, the chick. What is a Bowser? I mean, she has an easy last name to remember because she's a villain. Right. Bowser. <laughs> uh, uh, but D.C.'s mayor <laughs> implements a mask mandate like the next day uh, goes to like some wedding. She photo photos of a mass uh, jammed up with all these other people. It's like these people, they 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 the rules don't apply to them. And that's, I think, what frustrates everybody else like us so much. It's not that we care that you're doing that. It's just that you do that and then you tell us we're the bad people because mm-hmm. we do the same thing that you're doing here. Yeah. That's the fundamental problem.
0: I find it interesting, too, that they've really been able to keep up with the number of vaccinations in the country. But yet we don't know how many Americans or allies need to be evacuated out of Afghanistan. I mean, we, we have a clip that we didn't have time to play, but they basically say that eh, we don't know. But they sure seem to know how many people are getting vaccinated. Interesting which numbers they're uh, able man. to keep priorities, up with right. yeah, priorities. Yeah, priorities right. exactly. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go to break, but when we come back, we are going to talk about OnlyFans. I think most people know what the site is, but it does have a lot of sexually explicit material, but they're saying not anymore. We're going to be getting rid of it. And a lot of people really upset about that. So we're going to chat about that when we come back.
1: You know what
0: OnlyFans has announced that they are doing away with sexually explicit material on their site. And people are freaking out. All right, they said that they're banning this material on its platform. Even though a lot of sex workers have been providing the most content to the site, but that practice will end on October 1st. So it says they will prohibit the posting of any content containing sexually explicit conduct. Now, they said they are going to be allowed to continue to post content containing nudity as long as it's consistent with our acceptable use policy, which if you read it is kind of a gray area. They don't get super specific about what that policy is as of yet, but it says these changes are to comply with the requests of our banking partners and our payout providers. Two million creators earned over $5 billion from 130 million users on their platform. Now, sex workers who were kind of the ones that made OnlyFans famous and put them on the map are understandably very upset because... They're able to keep about 80%, I believe, of their earnings, which they aren't able to do, maybe, say, if they're working for a pornography studio or some other places. But anyway, um, some of the tweets that went out from creators who were very upset about this change, they're saying sex sex workers are constantly helping build up sites and then getting shafted, and it's disgusting. (laughs) One of the creators said sex workers, they'll just find other platforms, which... uh, of course. The I mean they'll they'll always be able to find something else. But the two of you are both content creators, <laughs> yeah. not of that not, sort. Not of that no, sort. No, not of that sort here. <laughs> but as content creators, what are your thoughts on this? Because I, I know OnlyFans, they they've been in this conundrum for a long time because they want to be able to bring in more quality advertisers and capital, and they can't do that if they have a lot of pornography on their site. So they're trying to make this change to broaden their range. But they're kind of abandoning the people to put them on the map so what do you think
2: well all right there's a bunch of angles i want to take on this just really quick like OnlyFans did not start out that way i want everybody to understand it, it was more of like a patreon alternative so that was before then the sex workers got in on it because really P- patreon for the same reason got rid of like any of that stuff so they found a site to kind of utilize that would allow them to exist to put all, all that runchy uh, uh stuff on there mm-hmm. so it didn't start out that way it just turned out that way and because they were reaping the benefits early on but you always hit a plateau when you're dealing with that sort of market mm-hmm. right there's only you can only get to a, a certain deal and even only fans if you look at like their are like their own promotional tools like they're on twitter there's no there's none of that raunchy stuff is even on there like they don't promote it Like, that, we just know that it exists on there, and that's what most people go to that website for. So they're trying to change because they want to make it more. And I think referring to, like, the nudity thing, I think that's what they're referring to. Like, like if it's more, like, tasteful or something like that, they'll allow it to exist. But really, the raunchy, like, straight pornography stuff is just not going to be allowed to exist. And a lot of them are mad. This was the angle that I took on this. I saw it some of the same people that were getting butthurt about all of this had absolutely no problem on these other platforms seeing their political adversaries be taken off for medical misinformation for uh inciting something that maybe happened on, on january the 6th that was fine and some of them not only applauded they cheered them they cheered them on and co-signed exactly that happened and oh well it's a private company twitter facebook they can do whatever they want yes. And the only said i bet The banking issues, which happened, a lot of pornography sites have to deal with this as well because certain of those big, like the big guys, the PayPals of the world, they're like, do we wanna deal with you? Do Do we wanna allow you to be able to exist on our platform? They're like, no, you hit a plateau, they think that it's not worth it. Now they're like, okay, we're going to kind of switch gears on that. So it's almost as if you probably shouldn't have been championing, getting the people off of the platform. Now you're dealing with uh, the same kind of aspect. Some of that stuff stemmed from the same thing. It's the fact that the banking companies uh, and what have you are like, we don't really want to deal with you. So you either change or change. Oh, we're up out of here, and those folks are like, well, it, it, it's not worth it, so it's going to be a Money talks, out,
0: well, like you said, people very upset at Big Tech now over this, but they weren't when <laughs> Trump was getting kicked off. So, Matthew, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, again, I keep talking about hypocrisy. It's just just rank hypocrisy. Now, I, honestly, I don't really know about OnlyFans at all, right? But it's I was wondering when you were talking, I'm like, well, after taking 20% of $5 billion dollars, well, after a year of that, that won't stand, will it? I'm going to have to change, you know, to, to bring in advertisers. It's like it's it's just utter, utter hypocrisy. Yeah. And like you say, I'm sick of seeing this. I'm sick of seeing cancel culture. I hate it. But what I hate more than that is the hypocrisy mm. and people that they, they are utterly shameless about it. Like you said, my, I've got two of my friends that have been deplatformed just for putting something out. wanting to put something up with Jordan Peterson, and they pulled it up. They don't care. Yeah. And by the way, these are mainly Christian guys. Mm-hmm. right that might have their own views and, and it's it's kind of weird how they would be anti the stuff that these guys are stopping putting out yeah right so but you you're de them for being against that stuff yeah but you're de them for doing that
2: stuff huh. Huh. right it's, it's yeah and, and and don't expect for those people to come to bed for you why would mm-hmm. they you sat up there and laughed at them, You or you, again, you applauded them being removed. So don't come looking at us to be like, well, wait, okay, maybe you shouldn't do that. These people built up, built up your platform uh, and all that. Maybe it's not the best idea. Maybe uh, keep it more freer. Uh, that's a better way to have your site, at least from an integrity standpoint. Don't come to us. Because when 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 all this had happened over the last year and the la- over the last year, a lot had changed about how these companies were going. But we never seen anything like this mm-hmm. when it came to the election, like uh, and what they deemed as a uh, fraud and all of that. That was a relatively new phenomenon that never happened, never suggested. Uh, YouTube, we all went down a rabbit hole of YouTube, watching conspiracy videos, AFK aliens and all that was allowed to exist. And all of a sudden a virus happens with a 99% survival rate, and then you got to kind of walk walk around what you talk about, or you literally get pulled from the platform. So all this is, is, and it goes back to this, which whatever. You know, I'm a capitalist at the end of the day. I'm not saying that OnlyFans doesn't have the right to do that. They absolutely have the right to do it. But like Matthew was uh, suggesting, when it comes to uh, the hypocrisy, that's the frustrating thing because some of those same people were cheering on as other folks were deplatformed for other reasons that they probably should not be deplatformed.
1: And, and by yet. the way, right now we've got a brutalist regime coming in in Afghanistan and they're allowed on Twitter. <laughs> yes. <Good point. laughs> and the former president, whatever you think of him, right, is not on Twitter. I mean, that is just crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy and, and it, the, the the whole point of it points towards delegitimizing America as a moral force in the world which when i grew up it always was mm-hmm. and it's not saying that you know the the government didn't make mistakes or their corruption we all know you know that there's corruption exists but i think the bigger thing was that the american people are a good people
0: i love right? this note yeah. we have to go to break but i love that we're ending on a high note we've got more for you stick around yeah. So before we went to break, Matthew, you had some really lovely, beautiful things to say about our country, and we need to hear more of those this week. So go ahead. I want to hear more.
1: Well, I think that, you know, America is the greatest country that has ever been, you know, and I think sometimes it takes the perspective of someone from the outside who really wanted to get in, you know. Uh, And even though I speak the same language, right, uh, Britain is a different culture. And I think that the Constitution is a remarkable Um, it's a work of art, really. I mean, it really is amazing. And when the Founding Fathers came together to put that together, I don't think, I think when you have something that's always in your life, you you kind of get complacent about it. And I think that, I still think that America is the great, the best hope for the world. And that starts with the American people. And it, it means that we don't always have to just sit back and take things. Sometimes you got to get up and fight.
0: Amen to that. Thank bit. you both for being here. This is a great conversation. We want you guys to join us again on Monday. We will see you then. Thanks for watching.
2: Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at BlazeTV.com.